0: I can't tell you, but it just gets me emotional thinking about it because this exact day, one year ago, I remember being at the gym and just getting this text message. My water broke. And I remember just dropping the weights and just running to the front, past the front desk. It, it, it's happening. <laughs> and all the girls that work at the gym, like, oh Getting in my car and I just remember just driving home in that moment. And it hitting me like I'm becoming a dad. And just like tears running down my eyes, and I couldn't believe it. And, you know, she's, you know, just changed everything for me in in the best of ways. I, I just, I remember the moment I held her and the moment she was born. All of a sudden, like this idea of legacy became real to me beyond what I thought legacy was. It was like she's the legacy.
1: Welcome back to another episode of The Burn. I am Ben Newman, and you've gotten used to how we do this every single week. We're going to bring you a story of an athlete, an entertainer, an entrepreneur, somebody performing at the highest possible level in their lives who has recognized that there is a burn. And it's that burn, that underlying fire, that fight inside of them that ignites why and purpose that then causes them to be disciplined in their daily action, especially on the days that they don't want to do it. Now, I'm going to drop just a little extra. You know I normally do like quick, quick bios, but Gerard Adams is somebody that I have been looking up to. I've been watching. I've admired his authenticity. I've admired his vulnerability for years. And I'm going to tell you right now, I was messing with him before we hit record on here. And I'm like, man, like five years ago, my family's coming out to New York. We tried to catch up, and and we did DM but we weren't able to make it work. Then he and I meet at Ed Milet's event out in Palm Springs. And man, we just connected. It was like, okay, no, we actually maybe did do that interview. No, we've hung a few times. It was as if we had known each other. And I think that comes from that connection when you know there are people who live the right way authentically. And I just wanna share, when you look at a resume of somebody who has that fast track of success in life, and there were some bumps in the road which we're gonna talk about, But when you go from like zero to 50 million by 30 and you're getting awards and recognition and doing things in the community, it's easy to turn it off and decide to step away. But instead, what I admire about Gerard Adams is he has decided to choose to have a life where he is relentlessly committed to changing the world one day at a time. And he's had some life changes that I want to mention here, which is huge because he decided to still come on the burn. Now, this was God going to work because it was done during his baby girl's nap time. But today is his daughter Skyla's first birthday. So a big happy birthday to Skyla and my friend Gerard Adams. Man, long time overdue. Welcome to the burn.
0: Oh, brother, thank you so much for that. Welcome. And it's an honor to be here. So what's good, Burners? We
1: are ready to get after it. Let me, let me, let me start here. I, I find this to be so unique about your story, and once again, the vulnerability, the authenticity, and we may get into this, but you know, when you have a brand and an expectation and people see you in this certain light, sometimes people don't realize the pain that you went through, the trouble that maybe you got into as a youngster. So you you had some people around you that were doing some big things, but you made some choices that got you in trouble. But through those choices that got you in trouble, you had a father who still dropped quotes to you, all over the house to teach you what leaders were all about. Now I can have a short fuse sometimes with my kids. That's a whole nother level of leadership. I might be stealing that from your dad, but tell me about feeling that kind of love and leadership from your dad during times where you were probably fighting to be the best that you could be in your life.
0: Yeah. My father is my first mentor. He's my absolute hero and he's actually staying with me right now, visiting actually not visiting. He officially just moved here, which is so exciting to be with his granddaughter. And growing up, he just always spoke leadership into me. He left quotes all over my home and inspired me to become the best version of myself. Pushed me every single day, was one of my coaches in basketball. And he just he would always talk to me about his upbringing in Newark, New Jersey, growing up in a really tough neighborhood, going to Barringer High School. If anyone knows Newark, I mean, this is like a tough, tough neighborhood. And my dad grew up just going through uh, that upbringing where it was a lot of back then there was also racism and there was gangs and there was just riots. And my father was going through all of that and he just had to overcome a lot of adversity with his father going to World War Two, and his mother, my grandmother, immigrating from Italy and just always talking about the stories of what they went through to be able to get to a, a place where he could provide for me and my two sisters. And I just always respected his resilience uh, growing up and how tough going through hardship made him. And I just have t- tons of stories, but one in particular, cause I had this, a bunch of the, the moments when I was really young, him inspiring me, talking to me about the stock market or talking about leadership quotes of Marcus Aurelius or JFK or MLK, all these awesome leaders. But there was one moment in particular that I feel called the share, which was a moment where, when I was hitting the pinnacle of my success, and I actually never told this story publicly yet. And I remember, I, I had sold my company and it and my father had pushed me into a bathroom and he hands me a letter, an envelope, and he's like, open it. And I open up this letter and he's now, he says, read it to me. Now, most of my life, he just left these little notes for me, but it was the first time my father wrote me an actual letter. And so here I am, I'm reading this letter and it talks about, you know, son, a a father and a son's bond is, is unbreakable is, is so, it's so important. And I've seen you go out there and achieve all the things that you always dreamed I, anything you've always, anything you've wanted I've seen you work hard and achieve it but i I'm noticing that you're not happy and you're continuing to go from one thing to the next thing to the next thing and it's really important that on your journey of success that you also think about family and you also think about the things that will bring you true happiness and that was the one of the biggest moments that i I appreciate my father for because as much as he pushed me all my life, he used to say a quote to me, hard work comes before the dream. And he taught me how to work hard. And he taught me how a man's character is, is more important than a man's reputation. And he taught me that a man isn't truly a man unless he takes care of his family. But in these, I've always just strived to prove myself to my dad and prove myself to the world. And when I, I kept going from one thing to the next. And, and that letter had me think about family. And because of that letter, I kid you not, I wouldn't be where I am today being the father of my daughter. Now Skylar If It wasn't for him helping me to, to remind me of what success truly is beyond all the external things.
1: So powerful hearing you talk about your dad. And I know it was a, a dual working household too. There were great lessons from, you know, mom as well that, that taught you about work ethic. Where, where does the real burn come from for you? Is it proving that to your dad being the best that you can be was it where, where does it really come from when you think about that fire for you cuz one of the things I, I think about which is so unique about your story and many people may not know it but you know one of your first companies stockspot.com which got to the point it was worth you know 10 million dollars and here you're a young kid finding this great success and taking what dad taught you about the stock market and turning it into a business and then of course we know about the crash and you're spending money, and, and then you lose everything. Like, talk about the burn. I mean, there are so many people who are going through challenge and adversity right now where when they experience something like that, not only do they choose to not get back into the game, like, they almost don't even get back into life. So what was that like for you, and, and what did you lean on? What was the fire? What was the burn that that made you realize, like, okay, I had to go through that
0: pain to become the man that I am today? Yeah, Man, right back to talking about my father. I mean, on the other half was my mother. And in that moment when the stock market crashed and I had lost millions of dollars in the stock market and all having to sell my exotic cars and move out of the penthouse, I was so ashamed in that moment because all my friends were graduating college at that moment and looking for jobs. And I was like the one kid who made it, quote unquote, they didn't know that I had just lost everything. And I sat with my mom, she was the one person I went to and I told my mother what had happened. And she said, you know, I wasn't ever gonna tell you this but when I immigrated to this country from Columbia I had absolutely nothing. And with your uncles and aunts and your grandparents we moved into a studio apartment in Jersey city. And one day I was walking home from school and my friend said to me, Jenny, isn't that the building you live in? It's on fire. Mm. My mom ran home and praying that her family would be okay to get out of there. And they got out of there. but literally think about coming to this country with nothing you have a little bit of something and now that burns and they literally had nothing my mom had to drop out of high school to go get a job on canal street in new york in the winter never being in new york before to help get a job on this outside in the cold to get a little bit of money to help to provide for my grandparents and to help to get them back on their feet And my mother's telling me this and tears are rolling down her eyes. And she's like, if I was able to get through Mm. that, you best believe that people will come at you and you may lose certain things in life. But when you get knocked down, remember that they'll never take this. And she points to her head and she points to her heart. She goes, they'll never take that. And so you get your ass back up and you do it again. And I just thought about that. I see my mom's, you know, my mom crying and I was like, well, okay, she's right. I got to get back up. And if I did it once, I can do it again. So it's always been a fire to provide, give back to my my parents, give back to my mother. And that paired with always feeling like an underdog. And I know if someone's listening to this, you know what that feels like. And I grew up getting jumped for no reason and and just, just went through a really tough upbringing, a lot of violence, a ton of violence. And I just always felt like an underdog, whether it was my grades or sports or then getting into these fights, like people just attacking me. With bats and and just I, I always felt like that in my whole life, and I guess that's why the the path of entrepreneurship really was the path for me. And so for me, I've always just had a chip on my shoulder that it's like, you know, I, I'm going to go out there and and prove that I that I have the capabilities of making a huge impact in this planet and and becoming massively successful. And I've, I've, that's over. I still have that underdog mentality, but now it's less about trying to prove myself. Uh, to everyone or and, and really just me wanting to be the absolute best leader I can be for my family and for the legacy that I get to lead.
1: I think that's what's so unique about your story and going on to create leaders, create leaders is through that pain and through those lessons from your mom. So you have that success, you lose the success, you remember and are reinstilled those lessons for mom. Then you go on to build this company you know to 50 million dollars was your exit right so now you're financially free for the rest of your life and i always talk about the seduction of success in sports and in business but i think that's where the burn comes in right it wasn't the money it was the recognition that because of the hard work here i have an opportunity to not be seduced by success but go even bigger make the legacy that much greater have that commitment that you have now to relentlessly committing yourself on a daily basis to change in the world how did that burn come back into play, right? So you shared the burn, how it motivated you when you were down. How does it now motivate you
0: when you're up to be this leader that's the example for other leaders? Yeah, that's a really great question. And for me, it's just my faith. You know, I, my, my buddy Brandon calls it the God pocket. And, it, and, and for me, it was just like, I know I'm not done yet. And I started asking myself, why did this happen at 30 years old? Why do I have all of this? Why did I bounce back? And now I, again, have millions and millions of dollars. And it, and I knew at this point in time, it wasn't for the exotic cars, it wasn't to have more Rolex watches or anything like that. I knew that there was a bigger purpose and I started to really start to get clear and ask myself, what is that purpose? And really just start connecting more deeply with my faith and start just asking God, connecting more to God. And through that meditation and through prayer, I just felt it. Like it was just like this deep, deep voice inside of me that just was just like, I'm chosen and I and I feel we all are. And I just, for me, it was like, but there's only a few that answer the call. You know, there's just this moment, if you ever watched the movie Dune, it's my favorite recent movie. And there's just this moment with the father and the son and the father just like looks at him and, and the son doesn't want to like take over. You know, he's just like, he's not sure about leading the family. And the father just says, you know, at one point in my life, like I felt the same, but, you have this opportunity to, an- not everybody answers mm. the call. And, and I felt like that once, but you have to be willing to answer the call. And that takes courage. And for me, it was just like, I love the challenge and I love the opportunity to serve God in the highest and play my biggest possible game while I can. Well, you, you, not only have you
1: answered the call, you've answered the call and you continue to commit and to grow. But here's what I have so much respect for. And th- this is what I love is when I started to see the transition online when you met Ashley. And I think of, man, like I'm just going off top of my like memory here. It's like trips to Tulum and the meditation and the balance and the embracing everything. Cause you have a huge, massive brand and people are coming to you for thoughts. They're coming, I mean, you're the millennial mentor. Like, I mean, people are coming to you looking at you like, you're the example who, who I want to be. And you've taken this path of letting people know, like you can make money, you can love, you can be you, you can be authentic. You can breathe into life and go attack life at the same time. So like I would see these pictures and like there's stuff you see on Instagram you're like, that shit is posed. I'm like, he and Ashley, this is like, love, love, love. Like, like this is real powerful love. And so Tell us the importance of when you decided to just cut it loose. And, you know, so your father, you told us earlier, he said, you can go make money, but then it's got to be family. And so I, I love the the openness about what you've been through in business. But this is what I want to hear. This is when we linked up at Ed's. I'm like, this is what I want to talk to Gerard about is tell us about that shift when, you know, it was love that really helped you become the man you are to, today and the father that you are today.
0: Mm-hmm yeah I got chills right now man because you know there, my father had that leather and then there's been certain mentors in my life that helped me to and that's why I just believe in mentorship right like I will continue to seek mentors like yourself for the rest of my life like I was just talking to Erman McManus I'm like man I, I will be a, I want to be a student of yours for life and I'm consistently now I'm working with Ed and I'm just constantly and there's been some amazing mentors that have helped me to recognize the importance of finding your queen and love. And Garrett White, man, he really said that to me and it really hit me, man. He just, he looked at me, he's like, man, you're going to continue to succeed. You're going to continue to conquer in business, but you really want to learn like the ne- what the next level is for you, G. He's like, it's family. Mm. It's like you having the ability to actually now step into the arena with a, with a real queen and know what it's like to be able to hold space for her and actually focus on having, Children and building a family and building th- that kind of kingdom beyond just exiting businesses, right? And, and he was like, That's the next challenge for you. He's like, You're not going to be truly fulfilled continuing to just sell companies and build companies. It's like that, yes. And the next big thing for you, the next big challenge for you is like actually stepping into what it means to become a husband, a father, a partner. And so um, that really motivated me, that inspired me. And it just took the inner work. Like before I could find Ashley, I needed to go to the depths of my soul and have like a complete ego death and like let go and really heal some shit. And I had a lot of shit that I didn't even know that I needed to heal. And um, I just, I just trusted certain, certain people in my life. They ended up taking me to Costa Rica. I worked with ayahuasca in a really safe container with, with a powerful facilitation and, it was it was life changing for me, and it allowed me to feel this level of love and connect. Man, I connected with Jesus on that ceremony, and I connected with God. It just was like I healed deep, deep things that I had with uh, with my grandmother passing away of cancer, and and after that, I felt this huge release, and I stopped going out necessarily just trying to just have sex with women and, and, and conquer women. It was like, I let go. And I started to really understand the beauty and the, the reverence that I had for, for women and and who they are. And, and I just had a whole nother perspective and uh, that allowed me to, to find Ashley. And immediately when I ended up you know, flying to Bali for her birthday, and and I have a video of just declaring like I found my queen. And she looks at me, she's like, "What? We're we have <laughs> even dating at the time?" And I was like, I knew. In that moment, I was just like, I know this is it for me, and uh, it's been the best, the best journey. She's she's leveled me up in more ways than I can tell you. I mean, she's been one of my greatest teachers, calling me forth to new levels of integrity, um, new levels of compassion, new levels of
1: love. And final question, so we really get into that burn, because I've seen it online, I see the smile when I asked you about it when we were at Ed's house, it was just beautiful to see what is having this daughter Skyla, who once again, happy birthday to Skyla, it's her first birthday, thank you for taking the time during nap time today to make this happen on her first birthday, I I will never forget this. What is it? What yes, yes. What is she meant to you and Ashley and how has becoming a father changed your life with everything that your parents did for you and seeing how important those lessons have meant to you?
0: Man, I can't tell you, but it just gets me emotional thinking about it because. This exact day, one year ago, I remember being at the gym and just getting this text message, my water broke. And I remember just dropping the weights and just running to the front and past the front desk. It, it, it's happening. <laughs> and all the girls at work at the gym like, oh, getting in my car. And I just remember just driving home in that moment. And it hitting me like I'm becoming a dad. And just like tears running down my eyes. And I couldn't believe it. And, you know, she's... You know, it just changed everything for me in, in the best of ways. I, I just, I remember the moment I held her and the moment she was born. And it like, all of a sudden, like this idea of legacy became real to me. Beyond what I thought legacy was. It was like, she's the legacy. I get to nourish her. I get to support her. I get to just become this this man that she will look up to, that one day will inspire her for the man that she gets to be with one day, and 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 show her what a king is to her mother, and just to fan her flames because I know that she's going to create such a massive ripple effect on this earth. And these are the these are the true leaders of why I do what I do. Leaders create leaders. It's 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 the children. It's the next generation. They're looking up to us. They, you know, we're the role models. We get to be the example. There's no excuses mm. anymore. There's no excuses. We have the wisdom that's all around us. Like we understand what it means to truly, you know, at this point, heal our shit and lead from the heart and do what's right. And these kids need us. And my daughter is everything and more to me. I'm just, I feel so blessed. I woke up this morning on her birthday and I just, I was in the shower. I love to pray in the shower. And I said, my, our father and I just thanked God because, you know, money could buy a lot of things and you can make the case that money can even buy happiness. Um, I know it sure as hell has made me happy, but there's just something about having a child that supersedes all other things, scaling a business, exiting a business, millions, all those things. And I just prayed to God and I said, God, thank you so much for giving me a healthy child Mm -hmm. because that's something money can't buy. And we're not guaranteed that. And so I just, she is my absolute... Greatest blessing, greatest gift, and she's my greatest burn, Gerard. I can't tell you how much I appreciate
1: your authenticity, your example, man. I want you go go. Wait for your daughter to wake <laughs> up from that nap. Make sure you allow her to put her hands in her face in that cake, whatever she wants to do to it. Let her let her do what she's gonna yeah, do. Yeah. I, I remember those moments, but. We're going to make sure in the notes that uh, people have all the ways to learn more. If they haven't already, I don't know where they've been living to uh, learn more about leaders, create leaders and the ways to follow you and to see this life of, of balance and authenticity and vulnerability and building a legacy. Man, it, it, it is all love. I appreciate you
0: and appreciate you taking the time to, to share your burn with us. Thank you so much, Ben. And this is definitely going down in history. My daughter one day can look back and, and remember this, this exact day recording this with you. And I felt truly cleared my schedule. But for you, I want the reason why I took this and I want your audience to know Ben is such an unbelievable man, truly, beyond all of the external accolades and influence and his movement and all the impact he creates. I really get to see a lot of these guys after interviewing all of them and spending time with them, like their true character, their heart. And Ben, like you made a really big impact on me, man. You know, at Ed's house, the way you came up to me, you spoke life into me and you may not even have known I was going through mm. a tough time. It's been hard going through learning how to step into fatherhood in a way that still allows me to be the face of my movement and building businesses and all the things. And you spoke life into me that made a, it made an impact on me. And I will, I will always remember that and appreciate you, brother, for the leader that you are. So thanks for having me on the show.
1: I can't thank you enough for those words. I'm gonna let you drop the mic with that one, and uh, all love, and we'll look forward to seeing you next week for the burn.
0: This episode of the Burn Podcast is powered by BenNewmanCoaching.com